0: I think I felt a little breeze just now. There was for a moment I did. <laughs> Ooh, I see tired faces in front of me. Okay guys, quickly up 10 push ups. Now, 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 now. <laughs> Are you laughing Annalie? <laughs> So far, and uh, yeah, I'm try that I'll I'll hit quickly what I need to hit and that we'll do what you will need to do. So um, last week we, we were just sharing a, a portion out of John 15, and the last portion of what we shared is that um, Jesus said in verse nine, He says, "The Father has loved as the Father has loved me, I have loved you." And then He says, "Abide in my love." All of what was said last week, I think, um, sorry, I know there's many of you that weren't there, but you, you guys will catch the drift quickly, is um, I kind of stand still at quite a number of things. But was thinking on, uh, just felt like on how to remain in his love as he asked us. He remain in my love. And, um, you know, I think the key for us as questions, not I think, I th- it is really the key is the lap of our Father, is the embrace of our Father. And that's what Jesus is really saying. Remain in my love. Now, I'm so lucky because I've got such a great resemblance or representative of the Father right here in front of me, right? (laughs) So, uh, um, he's got the look, he's got everything. (coughs) So, you know, as a Christian... This is (laughs) the place where I want to be. In fact, I have not seen a believer that's in a bad space if that's the place that he's found himself. And that's the place where Jesus says, if you could find yourself in my embrace, if you can find yourself in my lap, well, that's the key. But the encouragement is not to move, move away from this place and it's interestingly you know how many that in the whole battle of the enemy by the way this is easy the trick of the enemy is to get you off the lap is to get you off the embrace of the father that's the trick and if he can succeed in that he's pretty much uh, uh, won the game and if we can remain in the embrace and remain in the love of god we would win the race or we would win the battle every time And it's interesting when Jesus then in Luke 15 speaks about the prodigal and he speaks of the elder son. Both of them have fallen into a trap. (laughs) And both of them have missed out on the lap of the father. And so I just have a a, a couple of things that I want to say and want us to check how we have at times slipped out of this space. (laughs) All right, you guys get it. I don't want to abuse it. With God, I can abuse it. With Warren, I've got uh, limited space. I sit on him and he goes, oh, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know my father God will never do that. <laughs> but the uh, uh, the first thing that I, uh, you know, with the prodigal, and there's certain things, you know, that, that we have heard and it's been said over and over, but it's good to be reminded of it, you know. Um, the, the word today that came out is the, the other affections. I don't know. You know, that's that's Christianity 101. But it's so interesting how we try our whole lives to be friends with people that don't want to be friends with us. While we're rejecting the very people that want to be friends with us. It's a, this, is, this is an interesting phenomena As I say it, I can see the grins on everybody's face. Because we all do it. We all have strived for that thing or that acceptance that's just out of grasp. (laughs) Well, the very thing that is safe and secure, we so many times reject. And so with the prodigal, which had the access to the father's embrace, somehow substituted it for the affections of other things, somehow hoped to find affection somewhere else I'm, I'm a little bit on the um on the michael jackson train and i've, I've mentioned it a a, a couple of, of sundays ago where i watched this documentary of his life and it does so strike me if for those of you that have heard me spoke about it how a man that have craved for affection all his life died a miserable miserable person Because he fallen into the trap of the place where he would really find acceptance, really security, in the lap of the Father and find it in somewhere else. Now, I'm not just speaking about Michael Jackson tonight, oh, this morning. Ooh, that was a face statement. <laughs> 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 um, I'm, <coughs> I'm speaking about us, as LaSalle has given that word this morning, you know. The subtleties that just contend for our hearts the subtleties of things that we just fill our days with, that we just fill our hearts with, that become subtle substitutions. The the, the, the belief that that marriage will change it all, young men and young women. <laughs> believe that the job, believe that the money, you guys have, have heard the list. I think it'll be good for us just to consider it again, right? It's the one. The other thing, in my, I, I don't want to, so <coughs> the scripture they they called um, the canon, and sometimes I've got a one-liner, but I'm so, uh, I'm so sad that it isn't included in scripture, all right, so I don't want to canonize one of my one-lines, but I think, I think my line here is pretty cool, all right, <coughs> so I won't equal it to scripture, almost, all right, I'm joking for this, but someone that is secure on the lap of the father is obsessed, not obsessed but only see the space that God has given him someone that is off and not on the lap of the father is obsessed with the restrictions that they have and it's interesting for me um, how a prodigal from the view of how he could see it (laughs) would have seen, instead of a wide, wide open space, saw the restrictions what the house of the Father brought. <laughs> and so I, I, again, I'm throwing that out to you. If you are starting to get blind to the wide open spaces and all that you see is the restrictions, it's probably a sign that you're off the lap of the Father other sign that you're off the lap of the Father is this. Uh, it's, it's, it's also a verse that has been blessing me m- much lately. But Jesus, or Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, I couldn't speak to you spiritual, but as immature, you're still babes. I read it and I'm thinking uh, over this holiday and I'm so glad because I knew it wasn't for me, this verse, right? It was for the immature and the babes in Christ. And then he says, for if there is still jealousy and strife in your heart, you are still a babe. at the mic <laughs> your jealousy is uh, um, it it's, it comes with competitiveness or, or uh, uh, comparing ourselves not competitiveness but comparing ourselves with one another and uh, um, as, as soon as there is a, a comparison why why is that one why can that one walk in that one or, or, or like uh, um striving for position or importance amongst one another somehow we have uh, um moved away from the ultimate acceptance that come from this and find worth and how well we compete and f- and and, and fare in this in this christian thing and strife and strife settle in so this there's com- comparison in your heart and uh um in a sense of you are not settled. I'm telling you, you're not remaining in the love of God. You've popped out. Okay. That was by the way um point number one ABC. I'm like Nina, I've got it all in my mind. Where's Nina? There. Um so in uh, um in Hebrews four sixteen, we don't we don't have to go there. But there's a. If you guys want to, we can go there. All right, here we are. You guys are quite quick. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And so, one of the one of the signs of someone remaining in the love of God is suddenly, is is when there is confidence to approach the the grace of God. You know, we all come from December. Yes, we had a great last year, actually. you know, Some of us have really stepped on such a high in the things of God. People have had breakthrough. And uh, in the community, we can encourage one another. And it's so nice here with one another. When we're together, we speak about Jesus all the time, right? And uh, then we uh, go home. And I have some commitments when I go home this year. I'm going to change my family. I'm going to set the culture. And this time, I'm going to make sure that our family speaks about Jesus all the time. And we all know that that sometimes lasts only for two days. And then that commitment starts. And before you know it, you you subtly just speak like them. Or there's subtly this, you just kind of get sucked into that. That whole uh, uh, things that you kind of committed that you, that you don't want to be. How many of you have found that sometimes after a holiday or after a time like that, suddenly my confidence of approaching that lap is considerably less? You see, when I'm prayed up and I'm worshiping all that I did to speak about Jesus, it's like me and the lap are like, I mean... Jesus will say, no, 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 not you, me. I deserve that lap. But it's a different story when we didn't have the best weeks or the best holidays. Suddenly, our confidence has taken away to come and approach this lap. I feel God wants to instill confidence today again to come to that lap. How do I come to the lap? I was checking, I was counting. That except for me and Andrew, we're the only guys who've got long pants on today. I think I saw one other. Yeah, yuck. I'm 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 qualified to be confident. Jesus at least I had that respect that I had long pants on to come to your lap. We know that's not what gives us confidence and gives us a place to come to the lab. On what basis can we come to the lab? Come on. On what basis can we come to that lab? We can only come to the lab since we have such a high priest that has given his blood so that we can come. I've never come. I've never come. And I know this is, this, is, this, is, uh, um, this is for many of us, general knowledge and so on, but I'm telling you in practice, we feel that our acceptance for that lap is still on the basis of what I've done. I had a good holiday, I've got confidence. I had a bad holiday, I have no confidence. And some of the great tricks of the enemy is to keep what you've done and not done to be the thing that allows you to come close or not close. <laughs> the basis of what I can come to, again, like ever, is the blood. Is the work of the high priest. Not on anything that I've done. And Then I, I, I quickly, uh, 1 John 1. This is a message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. I'll, 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 I'll continue now. Uh, um, one of the things that Jesus would say for us is the lap of the Father has this quality on. Whoever wants to have fellowship with him must know that that lap is filled with light. And if you want to have fellowship with that lap, you need to be a person of light. It's so abstract. It's almost like Narcos' word there. Now what does it mean to be a person of the light? I've often asked people, you know, what is the trick between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light? Why would God call the devil dark and the, and, and the kingdom of God light? Why would we step out of darkness and why would we step into light? What is the difference between this two? And what would be the difference? Practically, just make it practical for me, yeah. I mean, I want to be a person of the light. God is light, I need to be a person of light. Okay, what does it practically mean? I shine my light so nicely. Is this still not practical? Say for instance we could all go into this into this hall. And we can cover every bit of light in this hall, And that all becomes pitch, pitch dark. For a moment that sounds quite nice actually. Would that in its essence mean the devil has just entered? And we put on the lights. And would it in essence mean that God has just entered? Why would God use the, the, the picture of the kingdom of God as light and the kingdom of the devil is darkness? simple i think so it's simply that in darkness we can't see and in light we can see and that's 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 the only picture that he that he that he wanted to when jesus says i am the light of the world means like apart from me you can't see and michael jackson really I'm, I'm sorry but he's born in the kingdom of darkness he was trapped his whole life the thinking acceptance that the happiness and joy will come from the infection of the world and he was lied to So is everybody born in this world. And then one day, for those that encounter Jesus, I am the light of the world. We see. (laughs) Now I see what it's really all about. It's very difficult for the devil to lie to you when you can see. Right? But then God comes and he says, like, look, God is light. There's no pretense with him. There's nothing hidden with him. I am completely open. And now he says, those that will fellowship with me must have this quality. That they must be people of the light. They must be nothing hidden or guarded or protected with them. They must be, as it be, naked. So we we had a um, let, let me quickly do this tester with you. The person that you feel the closest to in your life, not God, I mean just human. The human being. That you feel the closest to. Not that you want to be the closest to. The person that you are the closest to. Is the person that you can be the most vulnerable with. Or, or have been. It's, it is it is, the person that you can be your. and we, we say this word. Yourself with. There is no pretense. Is the person that you are the closest. That's. Uh, it's the principle of fellowship in the light. Is there. We, we uh, um, I, I, uh, I led a, a discipleship school for a while, and uh, one of the rules that we had was we had to say no dating for that first year. It's a challenging thing, you know, to to um, keep those magnets away from one another. If you make that rule, you need to stick to that rule, right? And then, Every year, year by midway, you know, it's just like, (laughs) how on earth are we going to keep this away from one another? And there's guys that are sincere, that really wants to stick to it, but after a while, I mean, you just see, those magnets are just too strong, it's like, they find one another and, and so, one of the things that I've realized, or we realized after a while, is this is what good intended. Stupid guys does, all right, is this. I realize I like the girl. I see the girl likes me as well. But this is not good. We need to stick to the rule. So he goes to the girl and says this. Listen. I can't help it, but I like you. Therefore. I think we need to rather not have relationship for the next while. It has the absolute opposite effect. You have just become vulnerable. And she says, oh, I feel the same. But we need to choose God and rather not relate. Oh, those magnets has just been empowered a hundred times, you know. And the same principle, actually, then, I mean, so that principle, I realized, okay, I need to switch it off. So the next rule was, never share your feelings with a girl. (laughs) It solved most of our problems, right? Just don't share it. If you have to share it, just tell me. (laughs) I'll gladly listen to it. (laughs) But just don't tell her. Just don't tell her how you feel. You're going to do the opposite. So that same principle applies when you relate with God, obviously. Is the the more vulnerable we are, the more in the light we are, uh, the closer we come to Him. Um, I, in the early days of my walk with the Lord, I, um, it's interesting of Peter, you know, Jesus is bringing him. Peter, do you love me? I ask this question to you guys. Do you love me? I mean, of course, seriously. Yes, of course, Jesus. I love you. He asked me again, and this makes me a little bit wondering. Why are you asking me again? But he asked me again, "Uh, Peter, do you love me? Yes. He asked me a third time. He gets Peter to acknowledge. Maybe not as I've pretended. What did it do? Oh, I can't believe you don't like me, Peter. I thought there was more between us here it's the opposite that he does. He says, Peter, I love that vulnerability. I love that honesty. And the fact that you could say the right thing versus you saying the real thing have shifted everything in our relationship. And so as I was, you know, going through that thing once, I realized, oh, I realized this. I don't love God as I should. I love myself more. And I said to God, look, what I said doesn't matter, you know. He knows what's in my heart. But I said to him, God, I'm sorry, I don't love you. I love myself more. It's true in any way. I just said it. I was just willing to go and be vulnerable enough and say it. And as I said it, it did more for my walk with the Lord than so many other even times of saying the right thing praise words you are magnificent awesome gracious i can do the posture on my knees everything and it didn't do as much for my relationship for god than to be real and vulnerable and honest right here's the next verse which i actually want to get to verse eight and nine it says if we say we have no sin it's interesting to put it in that context When he asks us to be in the light. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. A couple of years ago, I... uh, um, couple of years ago i was um a bunch of us went uh for pizza and uh um <coughs> it was one of those two two for the price of one deals that you had and all the all the rest was already gone and then finally um i was a little bit late i went there and as i went in i felt the lord said to me i don't want you to buy a pizza tonight and i said It was like a little bit wrestling with this thing, and then I made a deal with God, which, anyway, never works, but I was uh, stupid enough, young enough to still think I'm going to get away with it. So I said to him, God, uh, okay, now I understand, I understand, but if this is like two people need to buy a pizza together to get half price, and someone is dependent on me to get half price, then I'm going to buy the pizza. But if it's just each pizza is half price, so you're not dependent on somebody else, I won't buy a pizza. So I get into the, everybody's there, I get into it, and I ask, guys, what's the deal with the pizza? They said, now each pizza is half price, and before that conviction could come back, I said, I want the pizza, please. And I order that pizza. Have you ever uh, uh, um, um, so afraid of the conviction of God that you just just do it before it could come? <laughs> I wonder if he wants me to watch it. Let me just watch it before it goes. Oh, God, did you speak to me, God? So I I, uh, um, I um, did that uh, did that thing, ordered the pizza, eat it as quick as, as possible, you know. Had a nice time, and after it was all finished, I got back and I had a little bucky. I got into that bucky, and it was just me and God again. And I said to God, did you speak to me? it was myself and i could feel he feels far i could feel that this lap is becoming increasingly far from me and i am trying to do this and i'm trying to justify myself in so many reasons i tell you guys i felt bad at that time I wanted to be a martyr. I've given myself so many times up. God, kill me, for Your name's sake. I want to be a martyr. Send me to Afghanistan, and here I chose pizza above God. I couldn't admit that. That would be like that would be just too bad. And uh, it felt just so so far. Until finally, I could I could actually do this and say, God, I'm sorry. Chose pizza above you. I've sinned against you, and the peace of God came back to me. And so, if some of us, you know, have started drifting from this precious, precious lab because we have not come into the light by somehow not being able to admit that we were wrong, but so when you chose God. Ah, you chose pizza above God, whatever you did. I know. And that non-ability to acknowledge ultimately kept him to be further and further. You know, there's the verse in Hebrews 3, 7. It says, even today when the Holy Spirit comes to us, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion. It's interesting, you know, with that voice. When it comes to me and it convicts me. There's two ways of going about it. I can admit it. Yes, it's, it's just so bad, you know, that admission. I mean, I know I've given the impression that I'm the biggest fireball that there exists. And now I silently had to admit that this man of God is chose pizza <laughs> above God. Oh, I, you know, you just don't want to go there you find ways to justify, I don't know, and so on and so on. And after a while, that voice becomes softer and softer and softer. That's one way of doing it, you know. And I've realized and I've found if I can ignore that voice long enough, it gets quiet. It's a great technique. Just try it. Just ignore the voice of God long enough and it will get quiet. Yes, <laughs> It's not the voice of God that got quiet. It's your heart that got gone harder. And your inability to hear him anymore. And you've crept into darkness and drifted further and further away from him. Or you can just humble yourself, be a person of the light and say, sorry, God, yes, I am terrible, I've done that. Who was the guy that found the lap of the father, the messed up prodigal or the together older son? Both were messed up, the one just acknowledged it. We were in Russia there was a church that uh, um, there was a church there that yes uh, we couldn't figure out what is the issue there and uh, a prophetic lady was with us there and as she left she said she had the word uh, the broken window effect which was a, a concept that came out of the Communist time that basically said this if you break a window that, that got this many of this um, uh, f- uh, f- block of flats this is old buildings. And the, the, the principle is this. If you will break a window in one of these block of flats, the chan- if it's not restored, the chances that people will break other windows is much better versus a building that is kept will not be broken. It's this interesting phenomenon. And I've seen, you know, where I have crept in a certain area in darkness, where I have kind of have a broken window in a certain area of my life. As soon as I leave broken windows in my building, it just becomes so much easier to break other windows in my building. Suddenly, it's just all right. Just consider, are there certain things in your life that is now all right that a couple of years ago would not have been all right? Have the broken window effect crept itself in? Because there were certain areas that I stepped off. Think about uh, in, in Russia, there's the, the Winter Palace. I mean, that is the, the pride and joy of Russians. You break a glass there, they will beat you up. But that's about the only building in Russia that doesn't have broken windows. Right? And so, th- <coughs> there's something in the purity of our lives. And our fight for this lack, this fight to be, to, be, to be in the light, the fight to be vulnerable, the fight to be true of God, that we have somehow justified or talked away certain areas in our life that just leaves broken windows. Oh man, and it just becomes so much easier to break that. Versus those times in our lives that our hearts and our lives were so pure, you could never imagine a window broken in your life. No ways. Being in the light and holy, has just set so much of a, of a higher precedence. And so I'm going to pray for us, and I want to pray that with some of us, and our hearts it's just crept a little bit in darkness. Just allow a broken window to just stay there. Or whatever the case is, maybe you've lost your confidence with God, maybe you've found other affections. You guys have heard it. But that we will just be resilient again for the lap of the Father. That word that the cell gave, you know. Where the puddles has just become acceptable. Versus the ultimate gift of the lap of the Father. Right. You guys have done great, okay. Here we go. One minute. Now it's not me, it's you and God, okay. Just if you guys can close your eyes and just for this little while tune yourself in with God. It's not little, it's a major thing. <laughs> it's whether you're going to have an, a life that's an old Russian, messed up flat that's <laughs> got graffiti on and windows broken and it's just somehow become acceptable versus the hermitage, the winter palace. This is the house of God. For this I'm going to contend to be in the light. I'm not going to justify anything. Jesus, just again, you know, you know that wrestle in our heart where we know there's a conviction, but we almost just rush past it, Jesus, and somehow justify it. And somehow we've just become blunt in a certain area, Jesus. We've not become fully like people. Jesus, or so somehow where our confidence has been stolen, Lord, we are crawling to your lap. We're not running to it anymore. Jesus, we have affections of other things have just crept into our hearts. Just for a moment, just, you, I mean, you know what you need to make right with. Jesus, we just want to, we want to just contend again for remaining in your love. Contend for your lap. Contend for people of the light. Doesn't have it all together, but but are real <laughs> and vulnerable. <Yeah>. So please, <laughs> you deal with God. You do what you need to do in regards to that. Yeah. And then it's it. Amen. <laughs> I usually say, let's go to ride-in, but uh, whoever has a swimming pool. <laughs> we coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> Any elders of <have> swimming pools? <laughs> the elders' houses are open. <laughs> Everyone to come and swim. You guys can just <laughs> go there. All right. Bless you for for new guys. Please remember to give in your card, and then uh, yeah, blessing and see see during the week.